Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mondo Show. I am super excited because today I have a very special guest, pastor, doctor, but I like to call you a friend, Luis Torres. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I could be American and say Luis Torres, yeah, yeah, yeah. but as Luis Torres, Amen. you made it to the orange couch. I've been wanting <laughs> you on the orange couch for a long time. And today, stay tuned because we are going to be talking about the power of addiction the numbers, Pastor Luis Torres, is staggering because every day the numbers are changing. They do. Yet, in the midst of craziness, there's hope. And you're watching two men that God used to be transformed, be delivered. It hasn't been easy, but I can tell you it's been a great journey not to look back. But I, I can tell you one thing. When you trust in God. When you've trusted, everything else has failed you. But when you trust God, there's power in that trust. Amen. And we're going to be talking about your story, this powerful story, Destined for Hell, the life story of Luis Torres. You're not going to want to miss today because we're going to talk about his testimony, his journey to lead him to write a little booklet or a book called Defeating Addiction. And I want to tell you something. In America today, we spent about $42 billion a year in rehab centers. Yeah. That means every family is affected on this. Yeah. One out of, let's say, 10 people is the numbers. One out of seven. One. So that means one out of somebody in our inner circle yeah. is affected by drug addiction, uh, alcohol, tobacco, yes. sexual abuse, physical abuse, narcotics, opioids. I mean, we can go on and on. But I want to tell you something. If you're struggling with addiction today, this program is for you. If you know someone that is struggling with addiction and you don't know how to help them, stay tuned because you're going to hear a powerful story today. We're going to be sharing powerful information that you're going to want to have in your hands. The key is this. First and foremost, you get information in your hands. Get a plan going. Yeah. Once you have a plan, you have Action, right? You take action. Faith without works, the Bible says, dead. You can have all the faith you want, but if you don't put some action to it, it's dead. And I want to tell you something. A lot of people are dying. Some of the most famous people that we have learned to watch on television, we've heard their music, oh, you yeah. write about them, that they ended up dead because of drug addiction. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. They, they, uh, and, and the thing is, their, their status uh, their financial status, their their natural status, they could have anything they wanted. But one of the ones that I mentioned in the new book is uh, Prince. Prince was, was they, they had documentation that the night that he died of an overdose, he was wandering around pharmacies trying to get a prescription because he was hurting, calling everyone he could. And, and then, then he disappeared, and they found him. You know, and it's so easy, Pastor. I hurt my back a few days ago, and the first thing they wanted to do was oh, yeah. put me on Oxycontin to take the pain away. Oh, yeah. And I said, no, I'm not going to do Oxycontins. No, I'm not going to yeah. do any volumes. I'm not going to do any of that. Because yeah. I knew, just like marijuana being yes. the gateway drug, 
I believe that prescription pills are too yes. also mm -hmm. the yes. gateway to drugs to being addicted. Maybe not even to drugs, being addicted. Yeah. The gateway to being addicted to the 101 entry level. Absolutely. And I yeah. said, no, I'd rather deal. And I'm in pain right now as I'm talking to yeah. you. But I can tell you that when you prayed for me yesterday during the program, we were filming the Jim Baker show. You just felt to lean over and just yeah. pray. And mm -hmm. you knew. I don't know if you knew, but you reached right where it hurts. I didn't know. Where and, you, I, I knew you had problems with the back. And I can tell you that I'm sitting here right now because you prayed for me. And, and I really do believe that very much Praise so. God. And I believe in the power of, of prayer and healing. And I want to tell you something. Today, we want to pray for you. And you're going to be with me two programs because yes. this information, we don't have enough time to cover on yeah. one program. But you have been clean for 51 years. 51 years this coming October. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and the thing years. is that, that it, it, it was the, the, the greatest struggle in, in my life was that uh, I had tried to get off of the uh, psychotropic medication. I tried to get off of the marijuana. And when marijuana did not give me what I was looking for, when marijuana did not uh, satisfy what was going on with me, I needed something stronger, and it keeps going. And, and that's the vicious cycle that's taking uh, place in America. And the unfortunate thing, Mondo, is that, that our government can do something about it, and they're not. Wow. They're not. Listen, you're watching... Pastor Luis Torres, he's a pastor, he's an author, he's an ambassador for probably one of the greatest, and I hate using the word probably, let me rephrase that, for one of the best organizations when it comes to helping drug addicts, yes. Teen Challenge, and we're going to talk about that. But let's go back to your journey, Pastor Torres, about how you grew up in New York City. Here you're a pastor <laughs> today. As a matter of fact, you're one of my favorite preachers of all time. <laughs> Thank you I so love much tuning in to watch you, hear you, because I know you've been there. Yeah. I know mm -hmm. you have been where we have been, and I know that when you speak, lives are changed because you've been in the struggle. Yeah. You yeah. have been in the fight. You've been sober for 51 years already, and, and you continue to give the message of hope, yeah. yet how you started didn't look so hopeful. Well, I tell people that when you've been to hell and back, back is important. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, when you re reflect when you were a, a, a child and a, and a kid growing up and there was no problems in the, in the Caribbean island in Puerto Rico, the sun and the tropical uh, aspect of, of, of Puerto Rico. And then you come to New York City, a, a drug infested area, an area where the asphalts of the sophisticated jungles of America uh, a place, and I tease people, New York City, it is so dangerous. The rats carry switchblades over there. And I mean, <laughs> it's, and, and I mean it's, it's dangerous. I mean, you and, uh, oh, and, and the, the, the police, when they're called to a situation, they, they, they don't come right to it. They come within two or three blocks and they look and then they decide, are we going in or not? Mm. And if they don't go in, pity the people that are in the middle of the struggle. But God reached his hand. And, and I want to say it like this. And he reached his hand into the South Bronx, into North Philadelphia, because I went from the Bronx to North Philadelphia, and he didn't, he, 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 he didn't just take me out of the ghetto. He took the ghetto out of me. And that's important. That's the problem. People 
keep the environment in them. And if you keep the environment in you and do not put the environment of the Ooh. new man. Oh, wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. Somos Latinos, we're Latinos, yeah. so we're going to interrupt each yeah. other, right? You said something so powerful right now. This is for you. Because we jokingly always say you can take the boy out of the hood, but you oh, can't yeah. take the hood out of the boy. Yeah. And and I, I really believe that in order to make it, you have to strip out yeah. every essence of, oh, yes. of, of the inner city, the ways, the thinking, the, the, yeah. the, the, the mindset, the way I, I always tell people it's so important. The way you carry yourself, yes. the mm -hmm. way you think, the way you talk, the way you communicate, the way everything has to be not identify where you come from. Yes. Uh -huh. And people say, oh, you just want, we got to stay real. We got to remain. No, 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 no. I, I don't believe, if you want to be real, be real with God. Amen. Don't be trying to be real with the culture and the street yeah. just mm -hmm. to try to keep a foot in and, and a foot out. Yeah. But you, that's powerful. Say that again. How important it is for us to not have the ghetto inside of us. And ghetto, I mean, whatever controls you, whatever yeah. your environment is, whatever your culture is, it is so important not to keep that in us if we're going to change. Well, out of the Bible, you know, the Bible taught us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's the abundance of the heart, it's what's in you. What was in me when I lived in Philadelphia and in New York City was an environment that that I needed peace, but peace cannot be obtained if you don't know who the peace giver is, mm. if you don't know who the peacemaker is, you know. I mean, in Jesus, there is a power that cannot be exhausted. There's a peace that cannot be disturbed. There's a king in Jesus that cannot be dethroned. And so when you got the king in you, heroin cannot dethrone the king in you. Fentanyl cannot do it. Marijuana cannot do it. No wonder the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But let me tell you this one. Mm. Not only is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, but greater is he that is in me than me. There you go. Than me. Because <laughs> there's nothing great about me. It's he who lives in me. But the you, hope you, of glory. I, I, man, you're saying so many good things right now because we have a culture right now that the Bible describes it in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I think about it because we're living in a time where it's all about ourselves. Yeah. It's all mm -hmm. about us. Yeah. And here you're talking about, it's not about us. Yet everything that the culture says, selfies is all about oh. us. Oh, yeah. The posting is all about us. Yeah. It's, uh, everything is surround. It's yeah. like we are addicted to us. Yes. I've oh, never yeah. seen anything like it. And, and, and mm -hmm. even though we're doing television and we're trying to bring a message to you, I really, I pray that doesn't become about us. It becomes about him, Amen. about God, Amen. about the one that transformed our Praise lives. But I can tell you one thing. We got to use this vehicle and be very careful that it doesn't become about us. I, I used to preach a message years ago that it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And yeah. here you're talking about it's not about us. No, it's not. It's not. We're in trouble, right, when it, it becomes about us. Well, we're in deep trouble. I mean, when... When I, um, when I first realized I was having a struggle uh, with my life, I think, I guess the most emotional, psychological uh, trauma that I went through was when I was playing, uh, I walked out of school, and my brother and I, Willie, who was a gang member mm -hmm. in, the, in the Bronx, bouncing a basketball in the schoolyard, walking out, and, um, and there was a lady that would come see me and my brother 
uh, through the chain link fence, and she would say, hi, boys, how are you? And she was always so kind. She'd show up sometimes twice a month, uh, uh, but most of the time, at least once a month, we would see her. Very nice lady. We didn't know who she was. She never told us her name. But would always approach us. She would go to the fence. She knew what our schedule was. Mm. And, and then, so then we would go to the fence and she would give us, I had so many silver dollar pieces that she gave my brother and me. And she did that for almost a year. And one day, as we were leaving school, my brother was bouncing the basketball. I looked at him, I says, whatever happened to that nice lady? I haven't seen her in a while. He says, she's not coming back. I said, what are you talking about? He, he was two years older than me. I'm the youngest in the family. And I said, no, no, she's not. I said, why? I, I like that lady a lot. <laughs> and he looked at me, and this psychologically destroyed me. Oh. Of course you, you should like her. She's your mother oh. and my mother. And we did not know. I was a little boy, and my mother left my father. Uh, my father left my mother, actually, for another woman, and and she knew where we were at. The two girls stayed with her, and the two boys were, went to be with my father and his new family. And um, so I, I am, I, the the ball stopped bouncing, and I and I fell to my knees on the asphalt yard of that school going home, and I could not contain the disruption that was taking place in my life. And it was then after that that I slowly began to leave that environment and a new environment came into my spirit that I had to get happy. I had to be content because I felt the rejection. And that's when my journey began from $5 a day worth of drugs. And it went to $5 to $100 a day, $3,000 a month injecting heroin into my veins for five years. It all began because of rejection. A, a, rege a spirit of rejection that landed inside my spirit that totally destroyed me. And it, what it was, unfortunately, I look at it more, it became an addiction in my mind mm. that I couldn't shake it. And the only way that we can shake rejection is through the power of the cross, through the power of what Jesus Christ did for us. Can you do something? I, our, our time is winding down on this first program. Can you talk to that person watching right now that is going through rejection? Yes. That has been rejected by mom, rejected by their dad, been rejected by society, been rejected by their boyfriend, yes. their husband, or whatever you're going through right now. Take this next five minutes and just minister to that yes. person watching about the power of what you went through that changed your life? First of all, what you need to understand is that if God can take a Puerto Rican boy from the ghettos of New York City and Philadelphia that was facing 15 to 35 years in the penitentiary because of crimes that I've committed, because to support my drug habit, that whatever you're going through or whatever you're, you're beginning to explore in, whatever is happening in your life, you don't have to feel rejected. John 1 and 12 says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power 
to become the sons of God. And in the kingdom of God, the rejected become the accepted. He takes you just as you are. You don't have to keep taking those pills. You don't have to keep smoking that weed. One day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that you were not smoking the weed. The weed was smoking you. It was destroying you. It was devastating your life, your future, your family. And just like I came that day in Malaga, New Jersey, at a Teen Challenge rally, I was in the program, went down to the altar, and I cried out to God, I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. I got on that altar and I said, God, if it's real what you're telling me, that you are God and that you are love, touch me, heal me. And I felt the hand of Jesus that came. He took this heart that was stone, filled with hate, and he tossed it aside and gave me a new heart, gave me the heart of Jesus. Then the second thing he did, he took this mind that was so evil, a mind that could only think of evil, and he gave me a new mind, the mind of Christ, right where you are right now. You don't have to keep walking in rejection. Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. So I want you to just take a moment. I take a moment real quick right now and focus on here. I want you to look in my eyes right now. Jesus is going to change you. All you have to do is pray the prayer. Find a Bible-believing church that will help you. Say this with me, right? And if you're a grandmother, a grandfather, a mom or a dad that has a child, I want you to pray the prayer. Mondo and I will pray with you. We're going to see victory in your life. Say this to me right now. Say, dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. For every sin. For every sin. Every mistake. Every mistake. Every failure. Every failure. And I come to you right now. And I come to you right now. I want to shake this problem. I want to shake this problem. I want to remove this environment inside of me. I want to remove this environment inside of me. I need a mind change. I need a mind change. I need change. a mindset change. I need a mindset change. Are these mind-binding spirits. This mind-binding They've spirits. got to leave me right now. They've got to leave me right so now. So I confess with my mouth. So I confess with my mouth. And I believe with my heart. And I believe in my heart. That God God raised Jesus from the dead. That God raised Jesus from the dead. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. There's an address on the screen, I'm sure, and you can call, you can write, and let them know that you've given your life to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you, the journey's going to be better. I have been saved this coming October 51 years. God did for me in one moment when I pray this prayer what doctors, psychologists, rehabilitation programs could not do. And if he did it for me, he'll definitely do it for you. Woo! Listen, you can read about his journey destined for hell. I love what you write in chapter 15. You write this, life changed immediately. The Bible says that when Christ is received, the old things pass away and everything becomes new. That promise certainly came true in my life. The old Luis Torres was gone. I was a new man. I love this part right here. I slept like a baby that Amen. night. Amen. I want to tell you something. There's a peace of Christ. There's a peace of God that surpasses all of the understandings of this world. 
we are trying to numb our pain with drugs. We're trying to numb our pain from rejection through alcohol, sleeping around. We become addicted to ourselves. Social media has become an addiction that is a gateway, another gateway. Listen, one of these days, we're going to teach about the different gateways to, that are destined to a road of no return. Mm -hmm. Without God, there's no hope. Mm -hmm. Here, you have a man that has been saved. What does that mean? He has understood what life and death is when you, have, when you live without God yeah. and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. 51 years of proof that God works, that mm -hmm. prayer works, that faith works. 51 years of, of a journey that he's now teaching on, teaching on defeating addiction. And on the second program, tune in because we are going to talk about, about this new book right here. This book right here is changing people's lives. This book right here is changing families' lives. It's changing Amen. ministries. Why? Because the world has been addicted and there's no hope without God. Yeah. And I want to tell you something. God has given us hope through different organizations like Team Challenge to right. help us walk this journey. One thing you have to understand that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Pastor Torres didn't do this alone. Pastor Torres didn't do this by himself. He had people around him that yes. took him in this journey to teach him about prayer, discipline, and consistency in the Word of God. Listen, we need men and women to be able to take back their families. We need one another. Without God, there's no hope. Just this morning, I woke up to another news piece that overdoses are happening at a fast rate. Yes. There's the, 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 the dilemma when there's more death because of overdose of drugs and, 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 and this fentanyl problem that is taking place, and we're not doing anything about it. This is affecting yes. every church, it's affecting every family, it's affecting every business, it's affecting every class in America. And if we don't do something about it, we're watching a next generation die. Yes. Mm -hmm. Listen, pray that prayer today. Yes. Write yes. us today. Call us today. Let us know that you're watching. Let us know that God is doing something in your life. Yes. That when yes. you heard this testimony from Pastor Torres, you felt something in your heart. You felt an urge that you don't want to be the same anymore. That if God can do it for this two, for an ex-gang member, ex-drug addict, yes, now he's a pastor, he's changing. <laughs> I mean, for me to watch Pastor Luis Torres just share his story over and over and over again, he has done this for over 51 years, I believe. Yes, amen. And it never gets old. I can see the tears in your eyes. I can see the emotion in your heart. That the same power that changed you back then, 51 years ago, it is the same power that still it's operates in your It's just as real, Mondo, today, the conversion, the impact that Jesus had in mind as it is. And, for, and we'll talk about it next program. But the last data, we represent 6% of the world's population, but we consume 68% of the world's illegal drugs. That's the last that is. Why did you have to write this book, Defeating Addiction? There was too many people dying. There was too many people leaving this earth young. Heath Ledger, 28 years mm -hmm. old. Michael Jackson. I mean, Judy Garland oh. from The Wizard of Oz. I didn't know that. I mean, 27 years old, a barbiturate overdose. I mean, the, 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 
the the train is getting off the tracks. There's a, a, a the train is going to wreck unless we do something about it. And God obviously has ordained the church to do it because government is not doing it. Government is saying, hey, we want to help you. We're going to give you clean needles so you won't get sick. But they're not doing nothing giving somebody a clean needle. We're going to give you some pipes. And the government's going to, and we, the taxpayers, will pay for the, for the pipes to, to do the crack. So. And here you have written a powerful book. You talk about fentanyl. You talk about tobacco. You talk about alcohol. You talk about meth. And then you talk about what is the answer. Yes. Then you give us, you can be free. Mm-hmm. Then you share testimonies. How can we be free of addictions? Real quick, before we go on, on, on this program today, because stay tuned. Next week, we are really going to start talking about where we are as a nation when it comes to fentanyl overdose. Where are we when it comes to methamphetamines in this nation? Yes. Why aren't we stopping it? But more than that, what can you do to help someone in your family? Well, a person is going to have to recognize that that drugs, alcohol, any type of life-controlling problem is not going to get you nowhere. There's got to be a stopping point. We already know the government can't do nothing. Well, we don't know psychology can't do nothing. And we've all, all we've got to know right now that the word of the Lord says in Zechariah, it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit of the Lord. I am sitting on this couch today because it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit of the Lord. And I'll continue to proclaim this gospel. Well, I don't care how old I get. As long as I have life and breath, I'm going to let you know there's a greater way than the way that the world has designed for you to have success. Listen, call me right now. Go to the website and get Defeating Addiction Offer. You're going to receive Destined for Hell. This is the testimony, the story of Pastor Luis Torres and in this powerful book right here, Defeating Addictions. This book is changing lives. This people, I, I want to tell you something. The people that are dealing with drug addiction is not far away from you. It can be your husband, be your wife, your grandma. Listen, I, I know you think it's crazy, but with opioids happening, yeah. they're drugging us. There's something about this nation that is trying to drug us to death, and we're seeing an overdose of old life, young life, middle-aged life. No life should be lost over, over, over drugs. No life should be lost over alcohol. Listen, if we're going to die, we need to die the way God meant it Amen. for us to die. There's always, listen, God has a plan. Don't tell me that there's never been a plan for our life. There's a plan for us to live, and it, the Bible says that it's destined for man to die one day. But there's the right way to die. I want to die God's way. <laughs> Can mm-hmm. I say that? Amen. Because there's a right way to die. That's dying in peace. That, you ever seen people, you ever met people that, you know, they went to bed and never woke up? And they say, I saw peace in their eyes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I want you to order this book today, Destined for Hell, and this one right here, Defeating Addictions and Life-Controlling Problems. Call me today. Go to the website and remember that God has a plan for your life. It's not over yet. It's not how you start in life. It's how we're going to finish in God. Listen, one thing I know is this, that no matter what you're going through, it's going to be all right. God is still in control. (laughs) I love that because... When life gets out of control, we always need one person, 
one method to be in control, and that is God. Doing it God's way is the answer. You've tried everything else. Give God a chance today. Listen, I'll see you next week. We're going to talk about part two on defeating addiction and how we can stop this madness of what's going on around the world. God has the answer. He's using you and me to bring the answers. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.